Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is December 18th of 2022, and we're celebrating the fourth Sunday of Advent. This year, the fourth week of Advent is an entire week. We usually don't get that because Christmas falls sometime during the week. But this week, or this year, we receive the whole, the whole Advent experience. Today's gospel comes to us from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 24. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. That's what Shakespeare puts on the lips of Juliet in Romeo and Juliet. Basically, they say that, well, what difference does a name make? In today's Gospel, Matthew recounts for us how the birth of Jesus came about. Now, there's a lot we can consider, but actually, one important thing is, well, the names that appear. We have the name Jesus, the name Emmanuel, and Joseph. Juliet might ask, what's in a name? But actually, there's quite a bit here. These names reveal a great deal about God's love for us, and give us ideas about what we can do to be better Christians. So that first name, Jesus, the angel tells Joseph, you are to name him Jesus, talking about the child that's going to be born of Mary, because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus comes from the Hebrew Jeshua, or Joshua, which means Yahweh is salvation. That Greek word for salvation is broad, and it means to rescue someone from some danger or difficulty, and to leave the healthy and intact okay. Now, in the Old Testament, we find a number of Joshuas, who we can say are, are types or prefigurations of Jesus. But in particular, two stand out. First, we have Joshua, the successor of Moses. In fact, it was actually Moses who gave Joshua that name, as we read in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, verse 16. These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to reconnoiter the land. But Hosea, son of Nun, Moses called Joshua. Now Moses gave him that name because Joshua was faithful to God in the desert. And later it was him who brought salvation to the Jewish people when he conquered their enemies. The salvation he brought was in this sense a military victory. The prophet Zechariah mentions a prophecy about a different Joshua the high priest Joshua. Now Joshua was standing before the angel, he writes, clad in filthy garments. Then the angel said to those standing before him, 
remove his filthy garments. And to him he said, Look, I have taken your guilt from you, and I am clothing you in stately robes. And afterward, God tells this Joshua, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you walk in my ways and carry out my charge, you will administer my house and watch over my courts, and I will give you access to those standing here. So to this Joshua, again, this is the Joshua found in the book of Zechariah, chapter 3, thus Joshua the priest will bring salvation, a, a spiritual salvation brought through his peacely ministry. The problem, though, is that this Joshua has sins, and he needs someone to make him clean before he can minister to others. Now, Jesus Christ comes with both the bravery and strength of Joshua, the successor of Moses, and the power of intercession of Joshua, the high priest. And this in order to bring the definitive salvation to us. We can ask ourselves, are we aware of how much we need the salvation help that our Lord brings? Am I really convinced that I need his help every day, day in and day out, and that my little efforts just aren't enough? The second name from today's gospel isn't simply about salvation, but about the way in which Jesus brought it to us. God is with us. Now, God could have saved us from a distance with just a word from heaven or from an action far away, but he didn't. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. We can think of the words of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. He tells us that this mode of presence, God with us, is something totally new. God helped the Jews in the desert and against their enemies, but he was never with them in this new sense. We can think, too, in Greek mythology, the gods were in the world, but against people. But, commenting very beautifully, Benedict says, from this moment of the nativity, God is truly God with us. No longer is he the distant God who can in some way be perceived from afar in creation and in our own consciousness. He has entered the world. He is close to us. It is a message that cannot leave us indifferent. If it's true, it changes everything. If it is true, it also affects me. Like the shepherds then, I too must say, Come on, I want to go to Bethlehem to see the word that has occurred there. We can ask ourselves, do we really appreciate the fact that God is with us? And thirdly, today's gospel also presents us with the figure of St. Joseph. Now, given the Old Testament references that Matthew makes, our thoughts are drawn to compare the Old Testament Joseph, of the coat of many colors fame, with the New Testament Joseph. Now, in addition to sharing their name, there's at least four other significant similarities. First, both have fathers named Jacob. Second, God spoke to both of them through dreams. Third, both were righteous and chaste. And four, both saved their families by bringing them to Egypt. In this way, then, we come to see the Old Testament Joseph as a foreshadowing of the New. Through the actions of the first Joseph, those who were to become the people of Israel were saved from bodily death. 
Whereas through the actions of the second Joseph, namely through his care of the Son of God, all people of the world were to be saved from eternal death. Now, St. John Chrysostom says that the word just used here to describe St. Joseph means to be virtuous in all things. And this is seen in a particular way in Joseph's merciful gesture towards Mary. Joseph knew Mary was with child, since the Annunciation had taken place at least three months before. But he faced a dilemma. The law required him to denounce her crime, or it would be taken to mean that he consented or approved of it. However, if he denounced her, she would likely be stoned. So he decides to put her away gently, so as not to take part in her supposed sin, but also to avoid cruelty and an excessive punishment. After the dream, Joseph willingly and immediately gives up his concerns and takes Mary as his wife. Here, John Chrysostom finds another example of Joseph's mercy. He notices that clearly Joseph didn't raise his suspicions to anyone, not even to Mary. Otherwise, he would have had to give many explanations. Now we can ask ourselves, how well do we follow the example of St. Joseph? Do we ask God's guidance to know how best to be merciful? To know how to avoid and reject sin and yet love the sinner? Or are we quick to judge others and to spread what we know about others or what we assume to be true? St. Bernardine of Siena writes that Joseph was chosen by the Eternal Father as the trustworthy guardian and protector of his greatest treasures, namely his divine son and Mary. These treasures are also given to us. Today, then, let us pray through the intercession of Mary, Mother of the Word Incarnate, for the grace to always appreciate these treasures, to imitate Joseph in his fidelity and in his mercy.